0: I am gonna be really, really bold and I was trying the whole time not to be incredibly hyperbolic, but I honestly think this may be my favorite game of all time.
1: Whoa!
0: What? We're, we're now we're now on. Cool. Okay, so do we want to keep talking about gifting? Yeah,
1: rank your gifts you got this year from least favorite to most favorite. Well, okay, so <laughs> and name
0: name the person that gave. Yeah, I mean, my gave
2: favorite the was the guitar. Yeah, so my, oh, yeah, my parents right. very. I at the beginning of the year, I my birthday gift was I was like I was like, Dad, will you teach me to play guitar? And he's like an amazing guitarist, and it's like crazy that this sounds so morbid, but it's just like you I, you have to pass this down before you, like, eventually die someday. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're an amazing... These guitars are going to go somewhere. I'm like, yeah, I want to learn. And I've never played a musical instrument. So that was a really big thing for me this year. And to cap it off with a guitar from him was really nice. So that was great. Um, you had mentioned the other day when we were playing Fortnite um, that you
1: liked that it was something, like, you can share with your dad. Yeah,
2: I feel like that's what's nice about it is that I... I Totally forgot to do this, but he was like, he sent me a song, like an easy it's like three chords to try to learn before Christmas. And I completely forgot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll learn it. And we'll ch- he was like, we could play it together. And I, cause he was like, I can do the picking and you can do the chords. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. And then I forgot. And then I got there and opened the guitar and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's why you wanted me to learn this.
0: So, funny. so um but next time, <laughs> next time. Now, uh, uh- Really special treat at the end of every episode, Jack will play us off. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna be doing the intro riffed. and outro. I can yeah. only
2: play two songs right now, and I'm working on a third. Great, but one of them I, I'm saving um, for our next D&D game. Ooh. Yeah, so exciting! Hell yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. That's uh, again not the only reason I don't to play guitar, but a main reason so that I could play a bard in real life. Amazing. <laughs> what Rob, about you?
1: Uh, I so I feel like I got um. Oh, man, I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I, I got a decent amount of kitchen kitchen gear this year, mm. which I really liked. Um, my mom got me a really nice apron uh, that is like, it, it feels like it's made of like a denim. So it's like very mm, sturdy nice. and it, it looks awesome. Like what my, uh, novelty expression does it have on the front? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is I asked for an apron a couple of years back and I got one and it was totally that where <laughs> yeah, it, it was like chef. a barbecue oh, yeah. one saying like, how many times do I have to say it's not ready yet? or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Classic. Really um, and this one was more what I was kind of going for the first time around, which is like just very clean, Yum. like definitely like has a, a cool aesthetic to it. Um, I got a, a paring knife which is in the same set of the chef's knife that I have, nice. Which I really, really was not expecting. Actually, I I think I don't even think I put that on my list. Um, I need a paring knife. I feel like I
0: feel like every I don't I don't need it too often, but mm. when I do, I'm like fuck.
2: I can't yeah. I don't have a What's a paring knife?
0: It's like a little <laughs> it's teeny. A tiny knife. I think they're between okay. two to four inches the blade,
1: uh, and you okay. use it for precision cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it recommended to use
2: for like garlic shallots yeah, imagine, and stuff. Imagine not this, clear listeners, I don't cook. <laughs> ima-
0: imagine the size of like you see, imagine someone cutting a lime. It's yeah. like that size, oh, okay. like yeah. shelf, basically. Okay.
1: Yeah, well, nice. you don't want to look like an idiot pulling out your chef's knife to cut a line. <laughs> yeah, that that is so
2: my. Like, uh, I, I have to cut this bagel in half, and I pull out like uh, a <laughs> butcher's knife, yeah. like butcher's knife yeah. <laughs> or like an oyster mallet. <laughs> just, like a guillotine comes out. Right, oh, have you ever had one of those like guillotine bagel slicers? Oh, I know uh, what you're know talking what you're about, about. No, Oh I my never God, had they're line. so funny because they really look like a guillotine blade, and you like put the bagel in, and it's just it's so like. French Revolution, like you just slam
1: it yeah. down. Nice, that's, that's very cool. That's great. Um, so I got a paring knife, and then I got a a, a magnetic uh, knife. Um, what do you call it? Knife knife bar or whatever. Um, you know, like you, it's a magnetic strip that you can put your knives on. Oh yeah, yeah as yeah. opposed to a block. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got that hung up now, which is super uh, super cool. Um, and then both Shelby and my mom, actually no, it was just Shelby this year. I uh, got me some clothes, which I really, really liked as well. I feel like I always get so lucky um, in that people who buy me clothes, like, I feel like normally they're spot on. Like, yeah. I, to, going back to the conversation we were having, I think, before we got on mic here, um, very rarely have I ever needed to return something. I feel yeah, like mm-hmm. usually, uh, in the past, my mom and now more and more Shelby, like, when they get me something, it's, like, spot on. So, yeah.
2: I really like getting it's clothes. It's so weird to me. I feel like I wear the same four things, you know? Like, my style in fashion is not very varied. You know, Mm. it's like, I have like a bunch of hoodies, a bunch of t-shirts, a couple of nice shirts and some Chino pants, you Mm. know, and, and I wear them in endless combinations. And yet I feel like every year around the holidays, I get some gift that's like, don't you want some cargo breakaway zipper (laughs) all the way up the side (laughs) pants? And I'm like, not really, actually. I mean, it's it's very it's baffling to me. But you I think like I would be easy to buy for. But you have a very like pragmatic style. I feel like It's <laughs> a very nice way of saying um, boring. But, no, no, no. no. Yeah. The earth tones and stuff like it, it's great. I just like know what I like and know what I feel comfortable in, and that's it. Yeah, totally. You know? But um, yeah. It's it's funny. I feel like it
0: doesn't translate to gifting for some reason. What about you, Robert? Um, <clears throat> I I have so sort of two. To, i had a gift of mine that i gave that was returned immediately oh, oh gosh uh, to it. my mom which i felt i didn't i don't I don't, she listens I, to the podcast i though. know she listens <laughs> to the podcast she she feels very guilty about it and if you are listening i want you to say don't feel guilty <clears throat> but it is very funny because she was so she started she was like i was like what do you want because she just moved she's in a new house oh, okay she bought a house very exciting and she's trying to get you know it's like you get all this like new stuff when you move into a house and so she was like oh I really want a new coffee thing and I was like oh, I'm your guy I'm you like, a, I'm like coffee. a coffee person I know yeah. my coffee she's like I want a, a Keurig like with Ooh. the K-Cups and I was like <laughs> I <feel laughs> like I can't do that I, that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I, I, I won't do it I, I and so I was like I think they're You know, the coffee tastes like shit. Mm -hmm. It's super wasteful and it's super expensive. And so I was like, there's many other things. I know you're not interested in like my like espresso setup or whatever, but I got you. I'll get you a coffee thing. And so I was like looking at different stuff and I was like, oh, maybe I could do like a French press. But even that feels like a, a little bit. A different kind of effort because she's her she is like the that like Black and Decker like press and play yeah. kind of small thing or whatever. And Price so, press presses like,
2: are tricky if you don't know your own coffee palette super well. Yeah, yeah. you know.
0: So. And and I'm like, oh, I really like. I don't know if, if either of you ever done an Aero press before. That's mm-hmm. like super cool and fun. But again, it's a very it's a little more like. It's not difficult, but it's just like for someone who maybe doesn't care about it as much. So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna get a drip machine, but I'm gonna get a really like nice one. And so yeah. I did a ton of research. I got one. She's like, This is too big and <laughs> it's oh, too no. complicated oh, yeah. or whatever. So she's returning it. And I hope she gets something and she's that gonna she gonna get likes a and she's get No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I did okay if anything out of this, I feel like I convinced her not to, not to get a curate. Yeah, yeah. And so I I saved the environment I think yeah, yeah you're a hero technically I'm a hero I understand
2: the whole appeal of it it doesn't seem like particularly simpler or more convenient to me it, okay we have one at which work which seems to be like the appeal But we
1: have one at work in the, the staff room and it is simple like in between periods I can go and like get a cup but completely agree like I'm not drinking it for taste I'm not yeah, drinking right. it because I want to enjoy a cup of coffee I get
2: it for like an office more even though again it's still like wasteful no, I, at least for an office it's like I understand that it's like you know you don't want to leave just like a pot of coffee maybe out all day or something. Yeah, you know? yeah but they but even still... have those
0: machines that are like not Keurigs. I mean, th- they're yeah. probably a little bit more expensive or whatever, but we have like we had a coffee machine and there was shit coffee too, but it was like, oh, you just press a button and it makes yeah. you a latte or whatever. I like, think we've yeah. just all been tricked as a society. And this is the this is the reason that I'm
1: a little more pessimistic about the human race, is like <laughs> we all can sit here at that table this table and recognize how the Keurig is inferior in almost every way, every single except way. for it is convenient, yeah. it's, and it's that is enough for us to throw uh, away all of those cons and take that one pro and run with it's it. It's like thirty seconds
0: faster. Yeah, like if you're if you're going with a pure like you know like drip coffee machine or whatever, all you got to do. Is just put the coffee in the thing and press, yeah. and maybe fill up water if you have mm. a machine and press start. Like you're literally saving like a minute, maybe. Totally. I in feel the like process. offices should have. Um, when I was a PA for a
2: while, they had like those big ones that um you pour like hot water in the vent in the top, mm. and it just immediately like goes. It's like basically a, a giant drip coffee, mm-hmm. and then it it's like in an insulated thing, so it doesn't have to be like necessarily on a burner the whole yeah. day, but it like stays fresh and hot, and then you can just like. Basically, like not squeeze it out, but like um there's like a button that you press down. Yeah, and it just yeah. like dispenses it. In and I use it for like big groups. I think
1: perception, the perception of the Keurig is is a big selling point too, because yeah. even in a drip coffee machine, and do you mean like kind of like a better version yeah. of that? So I,
0: I mean, I, even I don't, I don't know that machine well. Like that's a like a drip, that's like a drip machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for for listeners, uh, uh, Lad Jimmy has a Mister Coffee. Uh, drip machine yeah. with a uh, reusable filter basket that's drying out on top. This episode is also sponsored by Mr. Coffee. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that
1: drip basket is actually goes to the pour over next to it.
0: Oh, uh, which, I do love a pour over. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm drinking, it's non- espresso
1: So, Haley got me that. Right. I remember. For, yeah. I think my birthday. Um, and, uh, anyway, uh, it's it's super cool and it's fun because it makes me feel like I'm a little more artisan <laughs> with my coffee. Yeah. I bought, if you look at that um kettle there, it's a gooseneck nice, kettle, yeah. which is supposed to be designed for blooming your you, coffee. You gotta bloom your and coffee and getting beans. a nice,
2: you know. <laughs> my uh, nice uh, port. old boss um had a really nice French press that I used to I used to house sit for him a bunch and like I would um it was really um like once i figured out how to use it correctly because it definitely took a couple tries i've never used a french press actually it, it, text, it, it, text. it's tricky only because <laughs> whoa
0: <laughs> sorry about that folks we had a we had a technical problem we did uh, yeah uh, fr- the the my computer does not like french press apparently tracks too hot tracks too hot. keurig is
1: yeah. uh got this computer um paid for yeah all I was going
2: to say about the French press and then maybe we can move on just to say it's like if you don't know your own taste in coffee super well if you're like the type of person who just like presses the button it's like whatever comes out is fine Yeah, it's like you really do have to like go in with so much like this sounds really hyperbolic you have to go in with like an intention you know like how much coffee you're going to put in like how long you're going to let it steep whatever and so That's the only trick. But once you figure out how to do it right, it's really good. French Mm -hmm.
0: press is good if you are a fan of like a little more like oily coffee, Mm because that's what the French press I think is like. (laughs) best for because it's like really sitting in it there yeah uh it's versus like passing through sure. right it's very good yeah uh but you need a different type of coffee uh we could talk about this for days here yeah, uh, but that's i think not what we're i'm gonna do before before we do our intro because no one knows what this show is right now but mm-hmm. before we do our intro i just want to <laughs> answer the question which was my favorite gift oh yes of oh yes, yes. Year, sorry which no 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 it's okay um, I, uh, uh, mom, it's okay that you return the gift. That's the last thing I'll say. Um, the, uh, um, best gift I got was from my girlfriend, Jules, who doesn't listen to the show. So she <laughs> won't. like, so the positive thing I'm saying, she won't hear, um, we tell every her you said year, something nice about her on the podcast, but don't give her a time code. <laughs> well, she was because she, if, if a little peek behind the curtain, uh, Jules does our uh ad reads are in the middle, yes. uh, for our everyone's favorite, yes. favorite ad reads. Uh, and uh, she was like, Oh, I want to hear it. And I was like, Listen to the episode then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, <laughs> so, so I was like, I gave her the time code for that, but Damn. anyways, we we watch um. My favorite Christmas movie, and this year I'm almost like maybe my favorite movie all time is "It's <gasps> a Wonderful Life." I think. Okay, oh if my god, I'm, I thought you were gonna say Muppets Christmas. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, my favorite <laughs> no, that makes more, yeah, more sense. My, my favorite, maybe my favorite movie all time is "It's a Wonderful Life." Yeah, and we watch it every year on Christmas Eve. There's a um, like a theater club thing in Los Angeles that they show it in film on Christmas Eve oh, morning nice. at a theater, yeah. and so we went downtown. This year we've gone to a bunch of different theaters in the past. Super fun, great tradition. Um, and she got me a, a rocks glass that's etched with Martini's bar oh, on, on the front of it. That's And nice. I cried when I opened the gift because it was very sweet. So that and my second maybe my my favorite gift I've ever gotten is also from Jules. Which have you have, have both of you seen the movie? yeah yeah it's a, it's a, a wonderful life ago, so there's that there's that scene where because like the, the, the oh lastly of the moon whatever and then yeah. she draws the oh yes, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then mm-hmm. jules got me a version of that but it just said my name and i fucking bawled my eyes out yeah. as soon as i opened it uh anyways um uh welcome to the lads of game podcast uh i'm robert i'm lad jack Oh shit! And I'm idiot. lad, Jimmy. Lad Robert? Robert? <laughs> do we say lad, Robert? Yeah, we Jim- do. That. Oh jeez! All right. Well, it's been a while. Uh, it's well, and and we also uh, have lad this Twyla. episode. We have lad Twyla. Lad Twyla is causing a ruckus. <clears throat> it's Sorry, got fa- I feel like fans may in the future be like oh they're recording at lad jimmy's house today mm-hmm. like yeah. as soon as they we should have a guess hear, the cat <laughs> guess,
2: <laughs> guess the
1: cat that's a great I- idea actually see oh what well, there you go all right well, okay. guess guess, the cat. guess, guess cat. which cat this is oh, what we are well, wait pause
0: pause for them to guess it's Twilight. Twyla. Okay, we are. Who's that?
1: Vlad <laughs> cat.
0: Yeah. It's Pikachu. It's
1: Twyla. It's <laughs>
2: Glaberry.
1: I hope everyone listening knows that meme, by the way. That's
2: <laughs> It's Pikachu. <laughs> it's Glaberry. <laughs> it's so
1: good. Just as a kid, you take those things so seriously. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry. No, that's so a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my that, god. that's also that uh we have a really early lad post that's guess. Oh yeah. Yes, the lad, it was um, Stewie Griffin. <laughs> Stewie Griffin. You gave it
1: away again. You gave it away. Oh my god. I have to since you brought it up, I have to also mention for Christmas this year, uh my oh, yeah, dad your favorite oh, gift. Yeah. yeah, my favorite, your favorite
2: gift. gift of all time.
1: My dad gifted me um some socks in my stocking. Socks and socks, I'm realizing now. Uh, And one of the pairs uh, was a a dual set of Stewie Griffin socks. And what was so funny about that, aside from just the pure comic gold that is Stewie Griffin, um, is that I had not talked to my dad at all about my somewhat recent, like, renewal of interest in Family Guy. And he just saw them and like remembered, yeah. I guess, from high school that I watched Family Guy. He's like, "Yeah, I thought
0: these were funny." We unfortunately to admit on Mike. Yeah, unfortunately, oh some some of the lads have had a unironic resurgence of interest in Family Guy. Yeah, yeah I don't it's know. so good. Ones, that's why. But <laughs> Not clear who. <laughs> but not clear who, but who so exactly. Good. But um, anyways, we are we're here today for a to very talk about special Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very spe- special episode. Listen, they have video games. We could play them where the I fortnite like skins i feel like i see <laughs> an ad on for apple arcade for a family guy Twyla. racing like sim oh is that you know real though
1: that looks fake no it's real it looks like oh somebody God. made that anyways i'm gonna go um see what twilight yeah twilight <laughs> all right well
2: well jimmy's gone well, let's talk um, about where the fortnite skins are for a, Family Guy, yeah. Insert Michael Scott. Where are the turtles?
0: <laughs> where
1: are the Family Guy skins? <laughs> it,
0: it's it's been teased for so long. Yum. it's been there's it's crazy. been fan concepts forever. <laughs>
2: but, we, there's been fan outrage forever. Outrage. We outside the office of Epic Games. <laughs> we're,
0: we're in this most recent chapter. We got yeah. Hulk. Mm-hmm. Hulk is the same size mm-hmm. because that was that was the bullshit. Answer that was always given, which was like, yeah. oh, Peter's too big to be in Family Guy. Lies. Lies. The Hulk is much bigger than Peter. Famously. Famously. Famously <laughs> much bigger than most people yeah, in that game. In, in yeah. every way. No, so, that's not right. It's not right. Hulk Hulk is there. So Peter. Are Griffin we getting She-Hulk Attorney at Law? Skin? No? No, but we are getting Meg the Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're getting the MO where they twerk together. Yeah. yeah okay. Are we talking about Fortnite skins? Uh yeah. No, how that it's travesty that uh Family
1: Guy skins are not in Fortnite. I'm pretty sure I saw on Twitter that someone said like data miners have seen they say that yeah, every, every day say the past year. No, but every the guy day. the guy that I got this from Said the same thing about the Dragon Ball skins, and he was correct about it.
2: And nobody said that Breath of the Wild was coming in 2021, 2022. Same. I remember they found,
0: they found in the data mine or whatever, like the chicken skin or something for family guy like years oh, ago yeah and it never came to fruition so that is such a no-brainer no it's brainer. so easy yeah. yeah anyway okay all right, all right for now now for real should we take uh, a break maybe or uh yeah let's should go we can brew a... a pot of coffee well yeah we'll, we'll take a we'll t- brew a pot of coffee mm-hmm. we'll take a very quick break and we'll come back and let you know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> <this episode. laughs> Okay, we're, we're back. Um, Would you like to know what we're going to talk about? Yeah, uh, any guesses? We'll take don't a... look at the episode title. Don't look at the episode title uh, and don't look at any of our previous posts where we've promised right. that this is coming many, many times. If you have never heard of Lads and have been sit, sat down in a room and someone has
1: just put this podcast on, then please take a moment to guess what it's going to be about.
2: What was your guess? No, it's not going to be about the Family Guy's kids. <laughs> <laughs> We are here for a very
0: special episode, yes. and I, I I think it is a very special episode for a couple of reasons. Okay, and I'll say that. Okay, um, give me three. I'm I can gonna do need it. at least five. I can do three. Okay, see if I'll see <laughs> if <it laughs> five, I'll five works. I'll say okay. One, um, this episode has been a long time coming. Yes. yes, like we've been. This is we've. This is a okay. All right, I can, I, can do five. <laughs> I can do five. There's a long time coming in the sense that us as Ladzu Game have played this game a while ago and yeah. have talked about it coming for a bit. Yes, two. It's very special because just generally, God of War Ragnarok was a very anticipated game and it's highly coveted mm-hmm. this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. It is um, the last one of the last episodes recording of the year. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, for Ladzu Game. 4 it is the recipient of a few game award awards Great. it's, it's a, an okay. award winning it's award
0: winning episode it's and serious, but okay <laughs> and um i think my guess is it may be one of the most highly rated lads games last tour a stretch but okay very special episode we got three we at least got three solid very special i'll give you a very special so as you can probably infer by now we we're talking about god of war ragnarok which we all played and are here to to chat about a little bit uh so we'll give you a little ratings here and talk more but for in the meantime in case you don't know Jack I believe you have something yes. prepared so
2: if you don't know what god of war ragnarok is if you've been living under a rock <laughs> a ragnarok a ragnarok, a ragnarok.
0: <laughs> Cut the mic.
2: (laughs) Cut the camera. So if you don't know what God of War Ragnarok is, God of War Ragnarok is an action adventure game developed by Santa Monica Studio and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. It was released worldwide on November 9th, 2022 for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. It is the ninth installment in the God of War series and the ninth chronologically as well as the sequel to 2018's God of War. Loosely based on North mythology, the game is set in ancient Scandinavia and features series protagonist Kratos and his teenage son Atreus. Concluding the Norse era of the series, the game covers Ragnarok, um, the, oh boy, oh, I don't know that word, the event, which is, <laughs> the, event central, is the word no, you don't know. <laughs> it says the game covers Ragnarok, the eschatological events, which is central to Norse mythology and was foretold to happen in the previous game after Kratos killed the Aesir god Baldr. What is that word? Which one we got here?
1: Oh this one. Yeah, I was looking at down here too. Um the event.
0: <laughs> Where did you that pronounce you didn't this fucking hand word? Hand the phone to me first. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy's a teacher. <laughs> so I was hoping he
2: could teach me. I'm supposed to know <laughs> words.
0: Eschatology. Eschatology.
2: The lad word of the day is eschatology. Noun. The part of theology concerned with death judgment, and
1: the final destiny of the soul and of humankind.
2: Um, um, yeah, but anyway, sorry, that was kind of a rough synopsis from good old wikipedia.com. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, follow, I mean, it follows the
0: foretold event of Ragnarok, which is like Norse mytholo- mythological apocalypse. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and for all intents and purposes, as everyone listening probably knows, this is a sequel to, as, as you mentioned to the game, yep. the t- 2018 God of War game, but which was in its own right, Basically a full reboot of the franchise. I, it really I feel like it's kind of a soft a softer reboot in retrospect, I feel,
2: just yeah. because they do reference things that happen. Like in this game specifically, they reference stuff that happened in the old games.
1: Yeah. A lot. Like Kre- I feel like even Kratos. More. Oh,
2: first of all, you want to say Oh, uh full spoiler. So full spoilers. they're talking about kratos's old daughter who died. Right. right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um from one of the older games. So it's like it really it's like it is like a tonal reboot. Yeah.
0: Well, but I also think in terms of like <clears throat> gameplay style, the character has a full like the character looks drastically different. Yeah. It's not like, you know, like the the Tomb Raider games for instance is another really good example yeah. of a franchise that it's like been around for a long time and gone through many iterations, even the most recent ones like they all play very similar totally. to the original game. And I feel like the original God of War games are just like so drastically different from this one. Yeah, it's
2: definitely, mm-hmm. it's still hack and slash, but it's not yeah. like that thing where it's like combo, you know? Right, what exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh,
0: I think something also important to to note here for us, uh, if you've been following along at home, we before we played God of War Ragnarok, we recorded a little sort of like retrospective ahead of Ragnarok episode talking about the first one, which we were... Very negative. Yeah, and famously, I
2: like... um re-listened to that episode, and I we said very specifically that we were not going to replay 2018's God of War, and then Robert and I did. <laughs>
0: and we and I, I listening to that. So sorry, listeners. I was like, who Who is this man? Yeah, we who definitely has- had. um Okay, I w- want to just say quickly.
2: It's like I definitely my perspective was changed on the 2018 God of War yeah. in replaying it. I still stand by a lot of what I said in that episode. Really. It's more like the vitriol that I don't stand behind. (laughs) It's like my aggression, but like there's still, I still have a lot of narrative issues with that game. Mostly what happened is that I watched some very helpful videos about the lore of the series and that Mm -hmm. really recontextualized the plot of that game. Mm -hmm. And then playing it next to Ragnarok also helped recontextualize some of my issues with that game, so it kind of washed out some of my...
0: Anger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I feel like I had a full 180 because I also played play the, the, mm-hmm. the 2018 one again. And I I loved it. I had a great time.
1: I, I have not replayed it, but I will say um, in playing Ragnarok and my feelings about that game has made me more interested to replay the first one. Um, I'm not sure how much would change because I do think that the second game made a lot of improvements yeah. that are obviously not present in the first one. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting the journey that we took from going from a, a game series that we kind of hated and yeah, kind yeah. of like. I think the vitriol, perhaps at least for me, Jack came not not so much from the game itself, but from just the freaking you the know hyperbole. Yeah. Oh my god, people were going on and on and on about how this was <laughs> yeah, God's for gift the, to for the earth.
2: The listener, Jimmy, made the jerk off motion. Yeah, just,
1: people were going absolutely insane about it, and yeah. I. I infamously recounted that anecdote about Kratos being a you know teaching people how yep. to be better dads and all that and um, I, I will say I think that the second game has changed my tune on yep. this franchise quite a bit which we'll get into in a moment totally. but uh, very very excited to more of the... my
2: issues on the first game are about gameplay some of the Ooh, yeah. stuff and smoothed out for me but I still stand by a lot of what I said about the game, totally plan, like well, not being as good. I'm dying, yeah. I'm dying to hear. It. Let's get into it. We should get into it, yeah. yeah. So,
0: we'll, we'll go around and let's give our ratings for the game, starting with uh, Lad Jack,
2: yeah. Okay, so, um, as has sort of been alluded, it's been a much more uphill trajectory. Oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> Robert's hanging his head, so <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, okay, I really liked Ragnarok. Um, there's something interesting that's been happening with my perception of art this year, which is that. I feel like I've been making a more conscientious effort to lead with my heart and not my head. Mm. You know, when something has uh, an emotional impact on me, I'm much more willing to hand wave a lot of stuff that might bump me intellectually. And for better or for worse, that's kind of what Ragnarok did for me. It's like, I couldn't deny at a certain point, especially like probably in the the third act of the game, quote unquote, like I really couldn't deny that this story really just was like, cradling my heart in Mm. such a delicate way. And I was really feeling super impacted by Atreus and Kratos's journey. And I found the gameplay a lot more fun. I think that the, even though it's still in no way, shape or form qualifies as like open world. I thought the environments were much more interesting to explore. There was stuff in the, where it's like, I'm looking at the horizon. I'm like, Oh, that looks interesting. I'm going to go over there, which I love that type of exploration. Um, There are some plot elements that I bump against. I think it's a little bit of that thing of, like, a game this big, it's just impossible to have that perfectly singular voice behind it because it's collaborative, and that's great. And, you know, but sometimes I think it gets away from them. Like, basically, this is a really roundabout way of saying, the long and short of it is, is, like, for me with this game, there are moments where the voice like the clarity of voice sings it's just like oh my god this is firing on all cylinders i so get what they're going for thematically but it doesn't feel heavy-handed or overly direct and then there are moments where i just go huh Mm. and it just feels like it was i was doing a lot of swaying there but holistically speaking i was still really moved by it so i was hand waving a lot of that basically what i'm getting at is that this game to me is not without faults but a vast improvement over the previous title and makes me interested to see where kratos in particular will go next um and has reinvigorated my interest in this series um for all those reasons i have landed on a four out of five for god of war ragnarok um i think there are definitely things worth talking about that could have been improved upon. But they're so outweighed by good. And for that kind of fun X Factor, just like I really was like moved by this story by the end. Yeah. I think it's just like undeniable, whatever faults I might have, that it's like, this is a really good game. So yeah, four out of five. Wonderful.
1: I'll, I'll pick up right where you left off. And um, <laughs> it, since it's been some time since we completed this game, um, I've not prepared like any succinct thoughts here. So forgive me if this is a little. <laughs> Scrambled because but. mine was so
2: streamlined. In
1: <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, to to pick up where you just were leaving off there, Jack, I, I will say, and we were just mentioning it a second ago, did not like 2018 God of War. Um, and I I loved this game. I thought this was so much fun. And what I thought was cool is from the beginning, I really was invested in this game, both gameplay and story wise. So I'm I'm so happy that I can now confidently say, like, I'm a fan of this franchise, which I wasn't in 2018. And I, I think that, like, for all of our hate uh, of God of War 2018 and in that Retrospective episode. I hope what hopefully what came across was this like longing from all of us to be a part of the fun. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think any of us were like fuck this game and like you know nerds only play it. And, you know we 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 were almost upset that like why do I not get it? Like yeah. everyone else I really loves feel
0: like that's this. What just, like I wanna I'm like banging on the glass to yeah. let me in. I think, yeah, and I think especially you and me, Jimmy, were like how is this better than Red Dead Redemption Two? Right, which mm. like it famously lost. It yeah. God of War beat Red Dead right. Two, which, which I know I don't have. The same attachment to that game, but I agree with too. It's like yeah. crazy to that to me,
2: that game should Red Dead Redemption 2 should still have Yeah. Fun, I mean, but. listen, I'm, yeah. I'm not prepared to say that it's better than Red
1: Dead. It isn't, but I do get it now. I get God of War. I get Kratos. Yeah. Um, I think that also is interesting because I didn't play God of War 2018 again. I think if I went back, I'm not certain how much I would like it a second time around. Yeah. I really do think that this is a case where in this duology. The second game is the the good one. Is that I would almost, kind of like an Empire Strikes Back situation. <laughs> but at least with um, with that analogy, like I enjoy watching Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I I almost would make the recommendation. And fucking, I'll have conviction. I, I would make the recommendation for anyone getting into this franchise. I would say, if you're just hearing it from me, watch a recap of the first one and play the second one. Like, I I don't think that there's a, there's a heck of a lot that the yeah. first one offers that you couldn't get with a quick recap, uh, and then really double down in the first one. Anyway, um, so really love the second playthrough. I think that um, where it, it falls a little bit for me is that I think that this was a a bloated game. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in a lot of ways, there was a few levels that I thought were gratuitous and just were not super engaging, could have been trimmed down um, and otherwise didn't need to happen. We can get into it, of course. I think that the Anger Boda level, um, really, I did not uh, appreciate that level. I like the storytelling. telling. <laughs> yeah, buck, buck <laughs> go thing. for it. Go for it. You're wrong. Go for it. <laughs> the same what we are yeah, saying. That's um, I, I think that. The storytelling, fine. I think that, like, collecting fruits with her was annoying. But anyway, I think that was annoying. I also think that the second time going to Vanaheim, if I have my realm uh, correct, uh, going to Vanaheim, and then you find out that um Freya's brother has been lost or whatever. I oh, thought yeah. that was, like, kind that of, like, okay. Like, I remember when they set it up, like, he's been kidnapped, we have to go get him. I was just kind of like, this is... Annoying. That, so anyway, there's a
2: lot of characters in this game, which that we can was, talk about a narrative. But I feel like that contributes to a lot of the. So that was
1: my second idea. point. Oh, sorry. Is a, Aside from the like the a couple of level things that I think could have just been yeah. cleaned up and 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 um streamlined a bit, I do think to your point, Jack, like yeah. just too many characters. Yeah. I said I forget if this is on mic, but I I said at the beginning. Of this recording, like, do you remember that Kratos rides a horse? Like, there's just so many things that happen yeah. in this game. And I think a lot of them, that's part of the reason that I didn't love the Anger Boda level too, is like, as cool as it was to fight the Grandma Giant, I think, like, when I'm looking back on the game, I'm like, was that a necessary detour? Like, especially because Anger Boda... Well, I, you know, understand her purpose in the story, like, she doesn't come back that often in the story, which I thought bo- bothered me, too. I was like, okay, we're going to spend, like, a good hour and a half devoted to her. Like, I want I want that to come back and play a bigger role. Anyway, I think that this game was a little bloated here and there, but overall, vast improvement. I mean, Kratos as a character, his journey in this game, and the fact yep. that he grew from the first game.
2: He's a real protagonist. Was wonderful yeah. in this game.
1: Yeah, I... I think I connected more with his individual story than I did with the larger, you know, high fantasy story that was going on. I think it mostly stuck the landing. I was a little left, a little wanting on the final level and the final fight. And I don't even, I think that is kind of like a problem with these massive epics is like, it's really difficult to bring it all together in a satisfying way. Apocalypse stories are so hard. it's, It's always tough to like, you know, kill Voldemort, kill Thanos, kill yeah. Odin in this case. It's always hard to do it in a way that's going to be like, feel uh, like it was satisfying. Totally. So I think it mostly did a good job with it. Um, and at last I'll say here, gameplay so much better. Um, yeah. the, the fact that you start with the Blades of Chaos and the <coughs> Axe, um, the fact that you get multiple different partners you get to play with in this game, of course, the big one, the fact that you get to play as Atreus as well as Kratos. Yeah. Anytime I started to get a little bored, they'd throw something new in. And I thought that that was really appreciated because I did not like the gameplay in the first one. thought it was super boring. And I thought that this game always had something new. Even the spear, which I don't think anyone um, would say is their favorite tool in yeah. the tool belt. Like I just appreciated that was there was fun. something new in the last third of the game that I got yeah. to you know, fuck around with. A, it was fun
2: in the Heimdall battle. Yeah, which I like when there's a weapon that it's like, you have to use this weapon Mm -hmm. for this particular encounter. I think it's fun. Definitely. All this to say
1: that, like, I have my critiques, but I think it was such a vast improvement. I get God of War now. I love Kratos. Like, I fully on board with, like, Kratos as a character. Um, I'm giving this a 4.5 out of 5. I think that I don't have the X Factor connection to this Mm -hmm. franchise. Like... In the same way that I do to a Red Dead or to a Ghost or to a Zelda or whatever, but I get I see why it's highly yeah. praised and I think it's um, for the most part fully warranted. So four point five out of five. Lovely,
0: nice, um, cool. Well, uh, for me, um, I think I have the the I had the strongest reaction to <coughs> this. I think it's just based on both of your mm-hmm. your your things here. Um, I am gonna be really, really bold, and I was trying the whole time not to be incredibly hyperbolic, but Whoa. I honestly think this may be my favorite game of all time. Now. Whoa! What? And I, I don't oh say that lightly. My I don't say God. that lightly, but I will add that with that, I also I I also <laughs> feel like it scares the shit out of me in terms of where video games are going and what the next step is for like, like it feels like it's made for me and the kind of stuff that I really like, but I'm really nervous about what the success of this type of game mm-hmm. means for the future of video games. I'll, I'll what did a, you just uh, say? I'll, I'll add a slight little like. Oh my I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to backpedal here, but I'll say that like with a lot of media, When you're going to get into this kind of like nebulous territory at the top where there's a lot of like differences between the types of games Mm -hmm. or movies or whatever, where they fall into different categories. And so (laughs) I could switch any other day, but this game falls to me at the same level that like Red Dead 2 does or at the same at the same level of like my all time favorite game. So like, you know, it's really hard to compare those, but it really like. It did everything for me and sort of like I was thinking about it, trying to think of like your logic behind some of your five lad ratings, Jack, mm-hmm. which was that like I, I I genuinely cannot think of a single flaw. <laughs> That's the in best way to go about. I, I really can't. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I could I could hear someone's arguments about it, mm-hmm. but it and just well and, and I will for sure but I will likely disagree with them Fair from enough. my own like perspective and like there was a couple stuff we'll talk about with gameplay that I, a friend of another friend of mine was playing this and he brought some stuff up I was like I see what you're saying but it worked for me perfectly yeah kind of Thing. Mm-hmm. so so yeah I mean I it, this game actually kind of scared me a little bit in a way just because I'm like oh boy I this is like probably like a bad idea but damn if it didn't like fucking work for me yep. really really sure. well so I wow. five 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 lads, nice wow. uh, for, for God for well first of War, Rag. Well deserved for you. Uh, Wait. yes, first, first, of, the so, yeah. first of the season. Yes, first of the season. I'm not shocked by the
1: five out of five. I'm I was shocked waiting at that, but yeah, the best game of all time. I mean, I'm just thinking of the the games that, that bumps down the list. Yeah. Like, that's that's crazy. I'm happy for you. Yeah, and I have to Yum. say, too, I don't know about you, Jack,
2: but good job hiding it because I did not expect that. Coming. I definitely wasn't expecting that. I definitely was, like, when I finished and uh, you were, like, make sure you do the other mission at the end, and we were talking about it briefly, I was, like, I've never... Robert's never texted me this fast before. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I was, like, he's, like, typing, like, 60 words a minute. Dang. You know, like, so I was, like, feeling yeah. your, like, you know... um, Enthusiasm, so I was yeah. definitely like getting that sense, but I was not ready for you to say "fuck Red Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
0: you know, clarify like it, those are at the same level. Yeah, right? yeah. it totally. seems silly. You're not to being try. like
2: I hate. Yeah, the, it yeah. seems
0: it seems silly to try to make a distinction because I mean, I guess like that is my maybe my other favorite game of all time. Like, yeah, uh, and and it's kind of silly to compare them for a lot of different reasons because they're mm. like such different ways. But anyways, yeah. So that's that's my that's my big. Take I guess here, but let's uh, let's take a a quick break here, and then we'll we will come back and chat a little bit about the narrative of God of War (laughs) Ragnarok.
1: Welcome back. Well, I'd love to kick this off and bring up the point that I said earlier, and just get your takes on it. Um, So to reiterate, I. Really loved, and would say, narratively speaking, five out of five, Kratos's individual story yes. with Atreus. I think that the larger story of saving the realms was where things got a little messier and maybe didn't have the X factor or click as much. Felt a little more like, this sounds way worse than I mean it, but it felt a little more standard high fantasy. Uh, and I'm curious, do you agree with that take? Do you disagree? What's I
2: really agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that the... The final battle felt, and I say this full parentheses pejorative, MCU. I really felt like they were, like, we're going for, like, Avengers Endgame vibes, you Mm -hmm. know? And honestly, what is interesting is that I think the first game, what the first game gets right is that it is a much more intimate story. And, of course... They're in a corner because it's Ragnarok. You know, mm-hmm. you can't tell an, a purely intimate version of Ragnarok. There has to be a grander issue at play. They did a good job of balancing both, and I agree that I think the intimate story works much better. I do have one thing about that storyline, which is that um, the Kratos and my favorite thing about this game is the um, the fact that the gameplay is interwoven with the narrative in that. Because you play as Kratos and Atreus, you can f- watch them get the same information, but not tell the other. Mm-hmm. And I loved that they were both, um, they both knew about this prophecy of Kratos' death, but weren't telling the other right. that all of their decision making was based on that prophecy. And I was obsessed with that. I hated <laughs> that they told each other in walking dialogue. When you just mm. are like playing a level and it just kind of like comes out, it's like this they were building up the stakes so well with that and it was feeling like it was really going to come to a head, and then they kind of just both confess and then it we sort of move on. Mm. Um, which I thought was slightly underwhelming because I, again, I think that that was the most genius decision of the game. is like it's so amazing that we know from the first game that kratos knows about this prophecy and then when atreus learns that he's like i have to protect my dad i don't know what to do and i can't tell him and blah 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 and it's like we that delicious irony of knowing that he already knows you know mm-hmm. is so captivating also to your point about the sort of final battle stakes and everything i do feel like they were trying to add intimate stakes with the whole turn of what's thor's daughter's name again oh, um, I don't know
1: one of my, ooh, i don't remember one of my little, little lesser brave. characters
2: <laughs> yeah Oof. um the thor's wife the the thor thor's wife thor's daughter that subplot didn't land for me mm-hmm. In <laughs> through didn't land for me in the final battle and i think that's what they were trying to do to give it like emotional stakes is that there's this like betrayal where they come to our side and betray Odin Mm -hmm. but because that didn't work the battle just felt much more generic to me which is like feel like also what you're probably responding to yeah
1: it it, there when I think of like climactic even just moments I'm not sure in this game if I'm ever thinking of that final fight like I'm yeah I'm even thinking right before unleashing Ragnarok um that fight with Kratos and Atreus against the Valkyrie I think they're Valkyrie um Uh, Yes, when they go into the depths of the world to like unlock oh yes uh, yes or whatever, yeah. um, and just like visually they have that really cool moment where like Atreus is in bear form and yep. Kratos and they're fighting yep. like that felt very climactic. The this, preamble to the battle is more climactic. Like, yeah, the battle itself felt a little. I kept. I think I kept waiting for the. All right, what's what's going to be the moment here? The, and then all of a sudden, Odin was dead. Yeah. Oh, and it's um. Sorry, Rob. It's we'll, uh, we'll, let, you,
2: we'll let you get in there.
1: It's um. Oh, my God. Uh, dwarf. Uh, Brock. Brock. Brock's brother. Sindri. 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 Sindri is the one who stabs him. Sindri, I thought, it got an interesting end to the game as well. So, I, really, I,
2: I loved what they did with Sindri in this uh, Okay, game. I
1: like it from like uh, the perspective of like stories are messy, yeah. and they're not always going to have a happy ending. I just thought that he was unjustified in his feelings, but that was just he, me. It
2: was a little... I don't blame the actor. I blame the writing, a little broad at times. But I, I love the idea of it, and I think the actor, really, who I don't know his name,
1: really yeah. sold me on it. I'd love to talk about Sindri a bit, but we can get to that
2: okay, later. Let's, well, uh, Robert. What did you think? Rob, about Why like, is the this climax? your favorite game of all time? <laughs> so, <laughs> why did you, what did you think about like, the climax? Well, so,
0: I then? think I think what you're all saying is right, but I don't. Th- I, I the end of the game to me mm-hmm. is when. Kratos and Atreus are on the bridge, mm-hmm. and they sh- they 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 share. <laughs> he he sleeps in his tent. Yeah, he has that dream about his mother, and that is the end of the game. That was my favorite part. This, I this, get this, it, yeah. this yeah. game is a game where at the very beginning you're basically told what's going to happen at the end. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a game. It's there's a lot of stuff with fate, right? And like, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to die, and like, I mean, just. We knew that that probably was not going to happen, you know, considering... And I, and I know that's probably one of the things that you might have an issue with. Not to get ahead of a... when we'll talk about it. That is my number one issue with this game. But let yes, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think, like, in a in terms of, like we know there's likely gonna be another game. We know there's all the, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, which like, we, we, we you know, whatever. I, I think it's a, it's a game about families. Like mm-hmm. every single Odin, at Thor, like at, through, like all that stuff, it's all about families. Yeah. So for me, it was like the game, We we beat the game when Kratos and Atreus were finally connected again, yeah. when mm-hmm. Atreus has his independence, you know, as a, as a person, like we beat the game. And so now let's just like finish off yeah. this stuff. And that's the ending happening. after the battle is really good too. Yeah. Like, you know, that so, the, scene so they they this, that goodbye. stuff is like, and this is why, you know, you still see comments. I think about people who like really liked the original God of war games. Like, Oh, I, I can't wait yeah. till he goes back to being like a, a killer or whatever. Like, <laughs> I think it's like, so it, it I understand what you're saying, Th- those people, not you two. Yeah. But I just, that was the game. And so that was just sort of like background stuff to me. Yeah. And I was fine with that because the rest of it was so compelling that yeah. all I wanted from the last battles was big set pieces, cool yeah. moments. And like the one of the coolest things in this game for me was... In the background, as you're walking up to the wall, Thor fighting the mm-hmm. world serpent yeah, mm-hmm. and seeing Like just piece, amazing yeah. set pieces. So, because like to your point, final battles are never gonna be good, mm-hmm. right? They're always gonna be boring. Because again, as we've talked about a lot, it's like the final battle should be coming down from the high, right? And 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 get that last battle should be that moment where it's like, you know. It's easy. I, I found the last battle easy with and yeah. I don't think I died once. It's it's the Ghost of Tsushima thing, too, at the ending of that. Like, that fight with the uncle is very easy. I, the only thing I'll push back on is I don't... Because
1: you, you just said that the last battles are always, like, not the best part of the game or something like they're that. Not, they're not... <laughs> because I, I think that there are several endings to games that I think reject the point that you just made. And I think if I... I will say the ending of this game and I agree with you completely I think that the ending is what you outlined the end of the journey for character growth of Kratos and Atreus agree completely and I will say that the final battle and whole level was not bad it was not offensive it didn't take away it just didn't lift me up to the next level so like and I guess that's why I I front-loaded this conversation saying like oh I'm not like super passionate one way or the other Mm -hmm. because like I don't in saying that I didn't love, love, love the ending, I'm not trying to say that, oh, I was mad by the ending. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. It didn't get me to that last I think what it is, is like,
2: it's really, this is so unfair to them. It's like, I wanted them to pull it off. Like, I wanted Mm. to somehow, them to, I'm like, oh, I want them to have their cake and eat it too. Like, somehow figure out how to make this work. Where it's like, the battle is just as climactic as Mm -hmm. the emotional six. Because I agree with you. It's like, Obviously, I'm much more invested in the Kratos Atreus storyline, and that all was perfect. I just, it's like, ooh, I wish you could have done both, you I, know? I but. think the
0: reason that you might be feeling this, too, and I, under, I understand, I think the, like, and I guess I mean that the ending or the last fight isn't always good. I mean specifically from, like, a gameplay perspective, and I think part of that probably in all video games maybe is that, like, like all of the fun games where we talk about like combat being re- really really cool, there are usually like abilities that work really well in group stuff, right? Like in a mm-hmm. God of War, some of the cool shit is when you're fighting a bunch of multiple enemies yeah. and like mm-hmm. you're using Atreus or whatever to hold them off, or like you're using the the blades of chaos and spinning them around or whatever. Whereas like these last battles are always one-on-one. And so, like, a lot of the yeah. stuff that you have maybe, like, at your disposal, you can't maybe, like, use as much. And so it feels a little bit underwhelming, where it's like, oh, I just fucking, like, barreled through, like, hundreds of enemies and used all my cool abilities, and now it's like, all right, now I got this one-on-one, and maybe, like, there's a new, uh, like, attack type to defend from or whatever. But it's, it's a different thing. Like, this <laughs> game, the, the combat of God of War is not meant to be one-on-one. I think it's yeah. meant to be a little bit bigger but the problem is is when you have a story like this that is so like you know focused on like a single thing it's 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 always going to feel I think a little underwhelming just because mm-hmm. there was probably bigger fights earlier. I agree with what you're saying however my
2: issue with the final battle is more narrative driven than gameplay driven like again it's just I just think that there's very little emotionally going on during that battle it just feels like and now we got to kill Odin, which is like, yeah, cool, totally. That's what we're building towards. It's just, I wish they could have threaded that needle just a little better mm-hmm. where it feels like there's real emotional stakes. I mean, this kind of transitions into a little bit of my thing about this thing that Kratos does not die by the end. It really felt like we needed the threat of his death in that battle and I'm I'm
1: surprised... And I, I famously hate when they do fake-out deaths, and this is not what I'm asking for, but I agree with you, Jack, that I wish that we, at the very least, had a moment where we're like, this could happen, and it never It got
2: never there. felt real, and I also... Okay, so this is... I mean, here it is. So, <laughs> if you're going to do prophecy... Prophecy is such a tricky narrative device. If you're going to do prophecy, you have two solutions it has to come true exactly like you said, especially because the first game is built on the foundation that prophecy is real. Mm -hmm. Um, It has to come true exactly as written, or you have to come up with some kind of tricky way where it does come true, but you know, it's a little deus ex machina, but you know, you could have done something where he dies and then is like resurrected, whatever. I don't don't love that idea, but you know what I mean, right? It's like you have to come up with some kind of tricky way where yes, the prophecy does come true, but we kind of, ah yeah it was unex- it came true in a sort of unexpected subversive way that mm. you know whatever The this game doesn't do either of those things and so it really begs the question what like was mm-hmm. the point of that and again maybe they're setting something up for the third game maybe the third game will be the final one and maybe that prophecy will come back I think it's it's a duology oh they're not making a third one I don't think they're one? making a third one that's crazy then I'm pretty sure I read that um, it's
1: a
0: duology well, just two well they're Doing another one, but, but it might be set like not, Egypt or yeah, it's not going to be Norse mythology. They're yeah. done with oh, Norse mythology. Yeah. The duology.
2: Well, it's still maybe uh, that's real. Whatever. I don't want to speculate. Sure. Especially because again, I'm a big proponent of if you're going to do something like this, it's got to make sense in the context of the game. Yeah. Um. My favorite, probably tied with the final dream of um, Fae at the end favorite scene is the nords mm-hmm. where they go i was absolutely obsessed with the their interpretation of prophecy that it is like we're not literally predicting the future the point is just that your choices lead to these things you know and that really to me gave them an out to be like there must be something must have a trick up their sleeve where mm-hmm. it's something about the way that kratos makes a decision that he dies but not really or whatever and blah 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 I just thought that scene, the the clarity of voice again was just singing beautifully. You know, I when um he, they're walking away, and um, the head Nord is like says um I enjoyed your story, Kratos. Like pity, it has to end so soon. And you see like the fear in his eyes. I was just like, this is incredible, and I can't wait to see how they pull this off. And then by the end, when it's like, oh, they're they're not gonna pull it off. Yeah. It just was really disappointing, and I think very. Honestly, again, if it wasn't for the fact that I couldn't deny that I was so emotionally impacted by this game, I think I would be madder about it. I,
1: I will say, like, they it's definitely by choice, and this is how they wanted to do it. Cause I think the story was if the first game was about proving prophecies to be true, this game was about like, can can you reject prophecy? Yeah. And that I think that was Anger Boda's whole thing. That was um, that was obviously Kratos and Atreus' whole thing. Um, and I'm gl- I'm glad that that was the ending. I didn't need Kratos to die, but just to reiterate, like I wish that it that was a threat. I also wish that yeah. it was more of a threat um, that Atreus might flip at some point. Cause mm. I feel like um I really loved Odin's interpretation and I did find him very alluring and captivating. Yeah. His whole like nonchalant, like, yeah, come, I come go. I don't came care. Came around to that interpretation. It, he, yeah. And I was like, because I was thinking, like, okay, well, like, how would Atreus leave his dad? Like, that's stupid. But then as I got to know Odin, I'm like, oh, I would, I could understand that. Like, he's super cool. And so I I wish that, if not both, at least one of those two things could have been a bit more of a threat. Either Kratos dying or Atreus flipping here. And I think that both of those never really got into the danger zone uh, ever. Mm -hmm.
0: I think they totally did. I think the while you were sleeping through the Angry Boda missions or whatever, Jimmy, <laughs> why are you coming for me? You, like you, maybe like I. Th- that's why he didn't flip is because of his relationship with her, and because all of is despite the like Mama Giant fight, feeling like I think a little. Maybe less like high stakes or whatever, because it's like focused on something that doesn't seem too like threatening. I feel like he needed those moments to claim his own independence. Like the, the, his Atreus's like storyline is about being able to be kind of on his own, right? Mm-hmm. And sort of like, and, and, and Kratos yeah. being able to let him be on his own. And when they both, finally realized that I can be on my own and he can be on his own. That's when they came together the most yeah. and became a thing. And so mm-hmm. I feel like those missions for me without them, he probably would have stuck with Odin and like not having that relationship and like not coming to that clarity made it really easy for him. And to your point about the like prophecy not mm-hmm. coming true, my argument is that it it is a game The game's big theme is about controlling your own fate, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and controlling your own destiny. And so while there was not a specific, like, moment where Kratos, like, smashes a a stone that has, like, the the prophecy on it or whatever, I feel like it's just all of these moments throughout the game that every time he did something that was, like, out of the character that we know of Kratos... That was shifting the lines mm-hmm. of, of the prophecy. And so while I didn't think there was a threat by that last battle that he would die, I think throughout the whole game, there really was. And it was all those like choices that he made. I, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And so yeah. and, and I guess I don't mind that. I like mm-hmm. that. And, and kind of to my earlier point, like <laughs> I love that the last fight was in the last sort of like battle minus the Thor stuff which i actually really really loved like thor's you know betrayal of mm-hmm. of, of odin i like or- the idea i think it could have been finessed a little more mm-hmm. but i i don't take issue with
2: the the, st- the beats of it you know yeah
0: but, so but- so i i i really liked all of that and so i didn't feel the sense of threat at the <sighs> end but i felt like i it was um maybe earned right or that i at least i knew why there was no threat. Like I felt like yeah. the threat had passed. And I think the biggest threat of this game was again the 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 split between Kratos and Atreus yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so 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 I, I totally hear where you're coming from. I just yeah. don't I think it I think it worked for me. It didn't it, really bother me. Just to clarify, I feel like I'm in
1: like a presidential debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name was mentioned so I'd like to have my response. Yeah, yeah you got your <laughs> this has been happening a lot lately. I understood the Angerboda mission. So, like, <laughs> please, listener, don't think that, like, well, that was dumb. I don't get it. I understand it. I think they could have done it better. Sure. Um, and I think that there was plenty of examples um, outside of that level where uh, Atreus was on his own and proving himself. Finding um, Freya the first time, for example, is a good one. But... It is a Sindri.
0: Oh, so you mean? Tru- well, he's. I, I do mean with truly. I, but he's with, with anger, Boda. Boda but yeah, he's not by with, himself. With with someone that he's not comfortable with I, or familiar I with. I think okay. anger Boda was a new. I, again, person.
1: I think that that anger Boda level could stay. I'm not saying it serves no purpose and get rid of it. I just think that in the scope of how many hours we put in, it into this sounds game? like, like you a feel s- like
2: that it was long. Like it was
1: just a little. That's bloated. literally yeah. it. I think that like. Like I the that, idea of it is good. It just was a little it dragged. Yeah, because I liked I liked getting like the <laughs> the giant balls. Like I liked nope. getting the little <laughs> giant yeah. uh, orbs and yeah. all that. Like and, and I understand him seeing the prophecy, him learning of the prophecy himself. Like I totally get that. Um, I think that in the scope of a, a sixty to seventy hour game, um, I would have appreciated a little just quicker. Um, to the point with that level and a couple and it's not just yeah. that
0: level. Um again, the, the losing frayer uh was dumb. I, I but kinda liked it just because I felt like and I, I'd have to double check this. I feel like it's pretty in the middle, like almost exactly that mm-hmm. mission, the Angra mission, uh the one that you're talking about where mm-hmm. you're like with on on the back of that like creature and you're yeah. kind of like walking through whatever. I liked the piece of that. And mm-hmm. I and I think one of the things that I like and I, I mean peace in like a very Tranquil, kind of yeah. like just oh, we're just like unless oh, when characters carries. offered like you could stay, yeah, you know, I, and, and yeah. I think the reason I like that is because of how long the game is and how much it really to me by the end of it when he, and you see Kratos and Freya standing up on that mountain yeah. and, and Triss mm-hmm. walks away like I was like damn we we all went on a journey together yeah. images and that could be album the, covers th- those <laughs> are those are the my favorite games movies whatever is when I'm at the end of it and I'm like wow we really did yeah. a game yeah. like even in, and that happens <laughs> it feels like a movie and it feels like stuff that's like two hours <laughs> sorry <right. That> <laughs> sorry <bad>. every time <laughs> good. It's, it's like it could be could be, I could have that feeling after an hour and a half, two hours. I could have it after, you know, however long I put in this game. And so those moments I really liked. And so the the stuff that feels maybe a little bit more mundane or Mm -hmm. like... Seemingly unimportant, which like I think we could argue or like debate about that all the time. But I get what you mean, Jimmy, that it feels like slow or Mm -hmm. long or whatever. That worked for me because of the length of it. Mm -hmm. I also, um, since I would like to get a rebuttal in about the prophecy. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: So just two things on this, real quick. Number one, not to be like no fun allowed and like be such a like come across such like a rule stickler because I it's so boring to be that person. I just really feel like you can't cherry pick when prophecy comes true and when it doesn't. I understand what they're going for thematically. It just, it undermines the idea of prophecy because you're like, well, you're giving yourself a narrative out whenever you want. Because you can say, actually, this time the prophecy didn't come true because of X, Y, Z. I think maybe
1: (laughs) if you're thinking of the games as two separate stories, then that I could understand where you're going with that, Jack, because uh, I think you're saying, like, well, it came true fully 100% in the first one, but yeah. not in the second one. But maybe perhaps if you look at it as one continued story, then it yeah. doesn't have that, like, because in that
2: case, it is one example of the prophecy not coming true. Does that make sense? Well, I totally know what you mean, except in the context of this game, there are times where the prophecy comes true. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like Atreus' prophecy does come true where he does become a servant of Odin. He just also ends his time with Odin mm. also this game ends with another prophecy mm. and I'm like well if, oh, yeah. if like, now you're, right. you're undermining the idea of prophecy coming true how can I invest emotional stake in the idea that this one will come true with Kratos being celebrated with Kratos being like a, that's so, a great point that's just what yeah. I mean it's like mm. you're giving your it's kind of the um Legend of Zelda timeline thing where they talk about how in one of the timelines he loses it's like you're just giving yourself an out every single time where you can just oh he lost that time <laughs> you know I, I, um and then the only other thing more importantly because again rule stickling is like it's just that it's rule stickling to me the missed opportunity of not i understand they want to make more games whatever the problem with not having Kratos die at the end of this game is that you miss a really interesting thematic opportunity, which is that my other favorite scene of this game is the Faye dream at the end when he's in the tent. Yeah. I love the I no line has ever gone harder is <laughs> um when she says to him um, to uh to grieve um deeply is to have loved fully. Mm-hmm open your heart to the world as you have opened it to me and you will find every reason to keep living in it. There is nothing cooler than the idea of a character whose journey is to find purpose in life only to die. Like that would be so interesting that he's like, Mm. he has come to peace. He has come to love his son and the world that he's in and found peace with the world of gods and whatever. And now his time has ended and he can die, but he dies peace. And I just feel like that would be so emotionally resonant and impactful. And because they don't play with that at all, it just, it, you don't see it through to the end.
0: You know, it just feels like they, they backpedal. Well, but the, the whole thing with that is that make peace with living because I feel like his, he had made peace with death at the end of the first game. almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think him to make peace for him living did have that effect on me.
2: Right, but I mean, he does make peace. I love that he makes peace with living. It just makes it so deliciously ironic and interesting and resonant that he learns that lesson just as he's about to die. It's
1: interesting because you,
2: I feel like we've had
1: kind of a similar conversation and mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Tunic in particular and yeah. perhaps in other things. Um, I'm going to put you on, on blast here for a Do second, it. Jack. Do you not ever want to have like a... A nice ending, because I, I, the thing that I reject and what you're saying, yeah. I agree. I think that would be interesting, but I also like the story where Kratos <laughs> learns a lesson and then gets to benefit from. Yes, that.
2: and there are there's a ton of room for that mm-hmm. in storytelling. I always crave the happy sad. Mm, the okay. um, I <laughs> this is so stupid. This is the one that comes to mind always for me when I talk about this. Is um, you know the ending of <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean 3? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> okay, so... I absolutely do not. Well, let me of tell you, so... The the ending, of, like, you could
1: mention Hades Town right now. Hades Town mention, is a great example. You know, Hades like, okay, a great no, example. Pirates of the
2: Caribbean. Um, pi- this is the one that always comes to mind. Pirates of the Caribbean 3, um, at the end of it, where um, it's like uh, Orlando Bloom will he's going to die, but they have to put, they put Davy Jones's heart in him so that he can live, but the punishment is that he has to spend 10 years at sea so he can't be with Keira Knightley anymore. And then the after credit scene is this like, so the the thread of that whole movie, right, is that it's like, well, Davy Jones became evil because he, you know, they reneged on the promise to be together after 10 years. I and mean, sure. Whatever. It, it, it's <laughs> like, he's going to be, sail for 10 years, his girlfriend breaks that promise. It causes a lot of chaos in the world. Mm-hmm. The end of, That third movie is that it's like, Will keeps his promise and so does Keira Knightley that after 10 years apart, they come back together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's the perfect happy sad Mm -hmm. where it's like, it's so sad that they can't be together every day for the rest of their lives. But it's happy and beautiful because they do keep their promise to continue loving each other for 10 years. And like, that is just always what I crave is that like, it's not, it's, it is empirically a good ending like it is imbuing a message of like hopefulness and like transcendence and catharsis you know because it is like kratos would still be reaching the end of his character journey but it's just that not so clean not so neat and um Especially, I don't think I would have minded it as much if they weren't threatening his death the whole game, you know? I, I, I think that's the problem. I
0: hear what you're saying, and I, I tend to be the kind of person that likes a sad ending yeah. more than I like a happy ending in a lot of ways, because I think it's more interesting a lot of the time. But for this, why I like this ending is because the whole thing was about him breaking fate. And, and, all, and, and so, to your point about the 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 prophecy thing i feel like and you were you've been given every reason to believe this but you're you're looking at it as like a little too linear maybe in my opinion in terms of the prophecy where it's like there's one prophecy and if you break it it goes to the next one where mm-hmm. I think it's more, I, I interpret it more like a web. And mm-hmm. so it's coming in and out of different things. So some things may come true, but he's then he's breaking it and going to a different direction in that ending. Yeah. I thought of that as not more of like, he's like, ah, my next mission. He's like, Here's the next thing I have to make sure it does not happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I kind of get a little. You think he doesn't want to be celebrated? Correct. I think I oh, I think. I think he, I he's looking for like peace and quiet still. And like, I, I think he's, I mean, it's hard. Again, mm. we don't want to speculate because we have no yeah, idea what this next I game totally is. I totally read that as because there's the
2: line where Odin says, you know, you're not really a god. Have you ever been worshipped? Have you ever been loved? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that moment to me was Kratos thinking because he's always interpreted godhood with death and destruction and decay and evil. Yeah. And I think the reason he's emotional at seeing that prophecy is him thinking, is there a world where I could be a god and it doesn't? seed destruction and horribleness
0: is there a world where i'm a god and it's good Mm -hmm. were you so that's interesting because i i i I see where you're coming from there were you reading i I read that that done and i have to look at the the -hmm. the drawings or whatever again but i read it as that kind of like god when you think of a god that's like being lifted by slaves and cheered kind of thing Like, that was the depiction I'd have to giving, look at the image again, but Which I, I think he wouldn't
2: like. I totally, if that is, I mean, if that is what the image is, then yeah, I totally agree. With I, I guess I don't mean I, like
0: literally they're slaves, but you know what I mean? No, no, like no, I the totally, kind of god that's like I read that image as being very especially, I think
2: it's the music cue is really like, it doesn't have an undertone of darkness mm-hmm. It's the music cue was really indicating that this is like a positive affirmation like we're supposed to feel positively G- because I almost
1: think to the point of like him wanting peace and quiet Um you know and that's kind of his quest in the beginning of both games is like yeah. I just want to be a simple woodsman or whatever yeah. Um and, and I kind of read that as like him hiding his true nature or what he thinks is true nature from everyone and like that last image is almost like no like I can be a part of a community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not be feared and you know I don't have to go hide in a cabin yeah. in the woods. Well, I
2: tied it just especially because of that Odin monologue where he talks about, like, what is the nature of yeah. godhood. Yeah. That's how I was connecting it. Well,
0: so that—and that's part of it, which this maybe, like, validates your point there. That's kind of what I really liked about the the prophecy not coming true in somewhat of an anticlimactic way is because, like, even from, like—and I don't know this— much, but you know the original games of him like killing his father and like his whole thing is yeah. fighting not only literal gods but godhood. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He's a god killer. Killer. He's a god like you know escape to a different realm right yeah. like he doesn't belong here like Kratos totally. does not belong in this space and and also you know uh, breaking the like rules of god or the rules of the fates yeah. of the prophecy and stuff like that and so that's interesting that that could be setting him up to be like what if i explore that or whatever yeah i mean
2: that that was totally how i read it personally again m- My only issue with it is that it does feel undermined because of the cherry-picking prophecy element. Because it's like, I can't put stock in this because... Okay, if it is your interpretation, what you were saying, where it's like, him, I have to stop this prophecy, then, okay, that's interesting. Like, that's like, this is now his thing. It's like, he's the subverter of fate, you know, what have you. If it is supposed to be trying to sell me on the idea that this is something that could come true, I'm like, well, now you can't. I can't put stock in... Uh, these carvings you know it's
0: not you can't use this device again but is that is that not the point of like the game a little bit that you you can subvert prophecy mm-hmm. totally but
2: you can't then at the end of the game try to get me to put stock in a prophecy
0: i guess i <laughs> because, guess because that's what you're saying is that you can subvert prophecy yeah, but, it, well, but you have to
1: take actions to yes subvert it. that's that's sure. what I'm trying Just, to get at. like you yeah. have to
0: subvert it but it, it was a fucking tough thing to yeah. subvert it is what i'm thinking. sure
1: yeah. It's, I, it's almost like if there's no magic involved. It's almost just, here's the power of suggestion. Like, and well, because that's what I you. love about
2: the Nords is that it's like, they are like, there is no prophecy. Your mm-hmm. choices are predictable and therefore we can, we see impression by comparison. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Again, I thought they were setting up, I'm like, oh, they're, they have something clever up their sleeve about how this idea of choice informs destiny What have you where it's like I really thought what they were setting up was that it's like Kratos is going to make a very predictable choice. But on the terms of he knows he has to Mm -hmm. because of X, Y, Z reason or whatever. Again, I just think it's like it's just so tricky. It's like you kind of they kind of to me wrote themselves into a corner where it's like we've got this prophecy. We're trying, you know, we don't know quite how to get out of it, you (laughs) know, and um, that was just really the. The big narrative disappointment. I think like... uh, Also, I think Freya could have been developed better, but
0: whatever. (laughs) I think like uh, our other highly rated game, Horizon Forbidden West, this Mm -hmm. may be one of those things that the third game will maybe yes. determine which and that's great again it should make sense in
2: the context of
0: the game but sure, yeah there's only going to be two so I,
2: and that's the other thing too is if there is only going to be two in this norse mythology duology then it's really like well you well guys. i
0: think i think two, two it's going to be a continuation my understanding i mean i don't think they've officially announced anything yet but it's it's they're going to leave the literal area but it will still yeah. be a continuation yeah. well
1: it's tough because i loved Kratos' journey and I loved, uh, you mentioned this, not on mic, Robert, but a couple times off mic, um, how Kratos didn't reset at the beginning of this game. He yeah. took what he learned from the first mm-hmm. one and built upon it. I think that his story, in my eyes, is complete um, in a lot of ways and I love it. That's kind of why I wanted
2: him to die because I'm kind of like, I think you're kind of done. Like, you, Sure. Whether, you he, sort of whether it, he rides yeah. off in the
1: sunset or dies, yeah. like I do feel like it's done and I think that there's like, it's... If they make another game and it is gonna be connected to this Kratos very clearly, I'm just worried of like, well, what's gonna be next? I just hope that they don't like reset anything. I, yeah, you I know? mean, I, and guess, I guess like this is you know fearing something that hasn't. happened. Yeah, we'll it's,
0: it's it's silly to speculate. I mean, I, I they narratively speaking, narratively speaking, I have full faith that they would do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think they. They probably feel a little bit done with it, but I could see the story being more focused on like Atreus, for instance. I would, get yeah. Atreus
2: took up the mantle. Yeah, that'd we'll be see. awesome. Uh,
1: I I want to mention one last thing. We can do it quickly here, but yeah. I have to exercise this demon. Uh, I had mentioned it <laughs> earlier. I okay. I don't blame Sindri as a as a sentient being to irrationally blame Kratos and yeah. Atreus, but it is irrational. Right? That he's so yeah. upset because like and I, it bothered me a little bit just because I felt like he was being so stupid about it. He's like, you killed Brog. This is your fault. You act, my guy, like you weren't totally on board with this the <laughs> whole time until it impacted you. I, I and think, so it just left me with kind of a sour taste of that character just because I'm like, you're you're being stupid.
2: I it, it's bit. definitely that thing of like it walks the line and it kind of where it because I, I am a big proponent for sure of like A character should be allowed to, like, make terrible wrong decisions yeah. and they can still be it doesn't have to, I hate when people are like you know this is problematic you know or whatever <laughs> however I do agree with you it walks that line in a way that you
0: do kind of dislike him
2: oh, by then, which yeah. is, a, is really sad but I do think that that was their intention yeah. I like that. you feel sad and I think yeah. it's interesting
0: and I think like to come to Sindri's defense a little bit mm-hmm. I think he's probably just projecting a lot because he's he's really he the guilty. reason that yeah. he's dead yeah, yeah. he feels right? guilty because of the because he's not upset what are, the, what are those called the soul the, pieces the soul Movie. It's not
2: just about him being dead. It's because he knows that his soul is nowhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, it's I, just I, like, it's not just, yeah, it's just rough. not that he's dead. And so, and and he's very angry, probably at himself, yeah. probably at the whole thing. And he's taking it out on uh, Atreus and Kratos. And I think that like, I, it was weird. I felt like they were setting him
2: up as like the big bad a
0: little bit. Um, I, I think
2: that story's over. I think they're going to leave it.
0: I, oh, yeah. Especially because I, of that line. I think the ending of this game that like second the the, the, yeah. Brocks the funeral uh, the was like a gut it's punch that for line me is to
2: is definitively to me the reason that they're not going to touch that character again i'm just it's a whole because it gets, it's just yeah. it's over it just this is like, a hole in
0: this story i, I have a man, lot to say about the little like kind of in between chatty type stuff and yeah. which i feel feels a little bit more gameplay which is why i'm like saving it a little bit but like that that like riddle being a thrill because i explored yeah. a lot and that being like, a through line and just so <laughs> crazy. like yeah. maybe some of the funniest dialogue in yes. the game mm. from that and so from that and then to immediately like you're you've forgotten about it yeah right? by the end yeah, for the was, whole was i was like oh man like i'm getting like chills no that was, that was about it. talk like, about a gut punch yeah. it really was it was it was honestly that was the moment that i was like this may be my favorite game of yeah that like was, that, it, was that, that was that last was little yeah. like again talk
2: about a moment where it just feels like the clarity of voice is so strong it just feels like oh my god they so they knew what they were doing they mm-hmm. set it up very patiently yeah very carefully and they were like we have this perfect payoff we know exactly when to drop it yeah. and it just, oh, it just sings. And, so cool.
0: and the first fade to black, right? Is, yeah. Is when that happens. Amazing. Which is, it, it, man, very, very impactful. And I'm almost like, I get <laughs> why it's played as an epilogue a little bit, but it should be mandatory. I yeah. It, it should cr- be clearer that.
2: They want you to do this right away.
0: It's weird to me that it, the credits roll. And well, they, mm-hmm. you, there's we'll like the mini credits. Well, we'll talk about, because I feel like I really mm-hmm. like the post game of this game quite a bit. And we could talk about that a little bit more in like mm-hmm. gameplay or whatever. But the first game did not have that. So I wouldn't blame no. someone for turning this off. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would have turned it off if you hadn't told me. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's, um, let's take another quick break and maybe we can come back and talk about. I think we want to talk about like aesthetics, like kind of the in-between yeah. type mm-hmm. stuff.
2: This episode of the Lads Who Game Podcast is sponsored by Countdowns, you know, 5, 4, 3, etc. Available now at ladswhogame.com and participating retailers just in time for New Year's. And after you finally reach zero, make sure to subscribe to and rate the podcast. Then follow the lads on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and Twitter at lads who Game for any and all updates. Now back to the
0: show. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we just wanted to really quick talk about, um, I guess, the sort of non-gameplay, non-narrative stuff as much that I think we all really love. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bear McCreary. King. You King got this. God. I, like, I, the music is so funny. He yeah.
2: is an unadulterated, unmatched, peerless genius. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Like, he is r- right up there with, like, John Williams, Hans Zimmer, you know, like these people that we go to time and time again for, like, great scores, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that Fey theme, that sort of um, choral uh, vocalist singing... Could you sing it for us? Nope. Um, You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm (laughs) having trouble remembering. I I can hum the melody. It's, you know, it's like that... um, Oh, yes. It's right there, if I could just hear a little... Nope. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It is so impactful hits every time he's the way his motifs i mean
0: you talked about the setting off mike robert The duh, 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 like yeah, yeah. you know the, those he because yeah. he, he talked about the like the that he's like is this the is this the melody like that's so simple and he's like well that's great that's, that's great yeah. Yeah. That's that's Simple. so, simple. so, yeah. so okay. great it, such a genius. you can imagine
1: like in future games like that first teaser trailer of whatever the next one will be it's like it's going to be some image or or yeah. thing we're looking at that's like, this could be anything. What is this? And then those notes are going to come in and we'll be like, we're all going to collectively. Let's go. It's, it's <laughs> it's like the, the,
0: yeah. You should, if you haven't recently, the E3 announcement for the 2018 God oh, of yeah. War, they do mm. the full score at the beginning. And like, especially knowing it now, it's like chills. Your chills I think it's like, you know, when you, when we talk about like, composers and music and stuff like that i feel like the simple version of it always like ooh, this music is so sad when the thing is sad and like that's great but that's such like a baseline for what you should be doing it's the stuff like we're talking about yeah. now like the the like the, the simple melody for the simple man or the 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 phase theme i feel like takes on such like a a a different meaning like at the end of the first game for instance like it's just it's really like next level stuff totally
2: really smart to use her theme especially more in this game when we really get to know her character more who deborah ann wool i didn't even know it was it's deborah ann wool plays Faye. yeah yeah Yeah. i was like oh my god she's so great blah blah blah. um graphics amazing amazing did you guys play on performance or um on fidelity, yeah. Okay, tell me. I, right I actually, actually went back and played on fidelity. This, uh, time. I,
0: I, I'm, I'm a little uh, more sensitive to um, performance now than I mm. was a couple years yeah. ago. I just want to have you all give you all an opportunity to apologize um, for
2: <laughs> my uh, the yelling at me during Horizon. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I I didn't notice it at all during the gameplay, but during the cutscenes playing on fidelity, mm. made those cutscenes
0: just like. Ooh, I, I, I feel like I've. It, it played better than maybe most games I've ever yeah, played. It yeah, it didn't have any glitches. No any major games. glitches. Uh, at all.
1: I couldn't think of a single I, one. Famously, at uh, the end of God of War 2018, when, back when I didn't like this game and franchise, as they're walking down the mountain after spreading the ashes, the game crashed for me. And I remember <laughs> just thinking, like, this is a perfect way to end this piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but, but I didn't have anything like that. This, yeah. Yeah, this no, game, was- I can't even think of one Example where I had to. Oh, well, actually, I have an example that's going to make me look like a big old dummy. Um, I fucking switched the controls for getting up ledges, um, and I changed the button, and I forgot that I did that. And so I jumped back into a game, and I couldn't get up a ledge. Oh no! And I thought the game had glitched, yeah. and so I reset it. But I'm <laughs> not. I'm not counting that because it was fully my fault. I just had to press the other button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it performed really well. I, I mean, I think like. The, I think to your point, the the one-shot kind of thing worked a lot better because they did the, like, switching perspectives. I was yeah. literally
2: just going to say, I was like, that is why the one-shot worked for me. Is It's like, because you switch perspectives, but the camera never breaks. Yeah. It mm-hmm. feels, it keeps the tension going. And also, I kind of, this was like, this is so out of character for me. I loved that they were trying to do, they were doing, like, quote-unquote, like, practical effects even though yeah. like um with the final fey dream where it's like um the tent walls yeah, move in very... i was like i i'm not too ashamed to admit i've watched that cutscene like dozens of times yeah. since finishing the you game. Like, like really
0: like the one shot worked here because they not only they, they, they use the medium mm-hmm. they use yeah. the medium of video games to their advantage and like that kind of thing just like would be very hard to do totally in 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 a, in a movie, which if, you know they're trying to recreate. Yeah, I,
1: I also liked, um, and I don't think it was perfect still, uh, but I thought it was a big improvement from the first game. That these worlds and realms felt much more lived in,
2: and so and they
1: much more different. Each and, one yeah. felt like different, different which is and great. even though they still like to do their like unpopulated environments yeah. they at least for the most part gave a good explanation like the yeah, dwarves yeah. are hiding oh from you God. And, I, I, and
2: I see what they were I was like you know I appreciate the effort I mean, when they all ran into their houses I was like no, buried I, my face listen in my uh, that's that's one of the <laughs> things
1: that's like not a five for me because I still yeah. think they have a lot of empty worlds but I appreciated that they at least I don't know why they don't want to give us a populated world <laughs> but what? for whatever reason they don't want to and I at least appreciate that there was a A narrative justification because because it made the the whole world feel real like i was the first midgard was like nothing to me in
0: that first game i find these skeletons all around i'm like who are these people when have i ever seen anyone throwaway lines about a plague but it's like well i also think that's that's why i really liked when we went to um Odin's house, and there was a lot of Asgard. Asgard. <laughs> there was Odin's a lot of like in that Odin's bar. House. Odin's penthouse. Odin's, house. Odin's, <laughs> Odin's, Odin's, house. Odin's <laughs> house. The the uh you know the like that bar or whatever yeah. they have like a bunch of people and it was so great. So it's like it's weird. I I see saying. Like I it, it would have been nice maybe to have like some more like population around, yeah. around there. But we'll still, can, Asgard was good.
2: They they finally but it was played around funny more. Funny in like
1: Asgard that. where it's like, oh look, I can see all the people down there. I can't go there, but I can see that Isn't they that exist. Cool. You yeah, look at that populated them. town
2: down there um yeah. this isn't really technically aesthetics but i do feel like it's worth mentioning um these performances oh my oh. god i mean oh, yeah. uh, once Shit. again okay, okay i'm gonna botch her last name but danielle bazuti plays freya mm-hmm. unparalleled yeah. she's so talented and especially because i do feel like freya had weak material in this game mm-hmm. i really was like she is but she is trying her damnedest to she's, sell me on this she's great um, um, Heimdall I thought Heimdall was super great. cool who, I'm gonna try to find the actor who played Odin oh, oh Richard man. Schiff so, so good, good. Like, so good Sindri okay Adam Harrington who played Sindri Sindri great Um, and he had great material yeah. Um. Leia De Leon Hayes, who played Angerboda, I also thought was great. I think they were all.
0: Remor- There's, yeah, There's no bad, bad performances. No. Just yeah. some particular. shout-outs. Like, not only are there are no bad performances, but these are all like some of the best performances in any video yeah. game ever. Like, and, and even like it's funny because like Christopher Judge rightfully gets a lot of like praise for he his was performance. Amazing. amazing, but like everyone around them holding their the, own. for sure. Yeah. Thor, yeah. Thor, I thought was amazing. Ryan really Hurst,
1: yeah. I love yeah. Ryan Hurst.
0: Thor, Thor, some of my favorite interpretation in that character yeah, especially definitely. after the fucking mcu like stuff like this, this yeah. is so so cool to
2: see christopher these judge characters. is like he's the master of less is more yeah yeah he knows that that camera is right up in his face and like there's there are people who don't know how to scale performance well um and i think it's because they don't teach actors how to do this right but whatever um <laughs> what it's like but he knows it's like the camera's right here i don't have to do I have to do barely nothing yeah. and I will convey a hundred years of grief and sorrow and yeah. like in one twitch of my eye. And yeah. that is just like the mark of a professional. Yeah. i like, God, he's so Man. talented. Remind me to tell you something off mic.
1: I,
0: I, I had a thought about that. Just, the, it doesn't apply here, but okay, a character okay. that I want to talk about I, I yeah. think like all of the tra- even like that transition was really good at the end on the bridge with Faya, but like all the yeah. ones, like the one that really stuck out to me was like when, uh the Kratos and Atreus are separated, and he has the knife that he sticks in, and, and then um, it cuts to Kratos, like pricking it oh, up from that, that was a great one. one. Oh, and the the punching the wall. Punching the wall. Yeah, yeah and that it, was a really good yeah. one. And then yeah, all of a sudden it's Atreus's and, fist. And like yeah. oh, this is maybe slightly narrative, but just because we didn't talk about it, the comedy of this game. Mm-hmm. When yeah. it was funny, holy shit, it was funny. There like, was
2: one joke that I did not appreciate, which was um when Anger Broda teleports into Asgard and um uh atreus goes you can teleport into asgard and she goes giant stuff <laughs> it's oh, like it's Boo. <laughs> no i just hate that shit because it's like oh god damn it you just you, you were like i'm just gonna be tongue-in-cheek about we don't really have an
0: explanation but, I, I really like i that. really like the, yeah, the comedy overall, I mean, we've talked great. about this a lot but when the first time atreus goes to open a chest yeah. and he tries to punch <laughs> it and it doesn't work like just genius stuff and having having that different perspective made all everything better yeah. yeah um uh yeah that's great i mean let's i mean i feel like let's I think take a quick a, break and talk, talk about uh, yeah. talk about gameplay let's yeah.
1: do it welcome back i i still think that this style of game is not my favorite gameplay i find myself getting bored with the hack and slash of mm-hmm. it with that said, I really appreciate how varied they tried to make the gameplay and the characters you're using in this yeah. game, and it was they did such a good job that it allowed me to still enjoy it. Even though this isn't my favorite type of game, like as I said earlier, they just are always throwing something different at you yeah. that made it fun enough for someone like me who doesn't find myself gravitating towards this style of gameplay to to get through. <laughs> like I, I loved all the different Weapons you could use. Yeah. Um, I love that each partner had a... It was the same thing, but like a slightly different skin of how they would assist you in battle.
2: Yeah. I thought the skill trees were way better in this they game. They were way more Much simplified. Better. I was
1: using them a lot. I yeah. used the armor
2: a lot more in this yes, game. The armor and I just like, thought about was really my upgrades good. a lot more. One complaint about the skill tree. I really hate when... I didn't even side quest that much. Like, I I definitely did and took my time with this game. But I really hate when I unlock every single skill and I have, like, 10,000 extra XP. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, well, it's not... I didn't have to really make any decisions. Like, Mm -hmm. I just kind of... Like, I love in um, Forbidden West where it's like, no, you really are not going to be able to max out all of these. Yeah. You kind of have to, like, lean one way or another. But I did appreciate the the fact that it was much more uh, streamlined.
0: I really mm-hmm. liked that the, the secondary <coughs> character, whoever that may be, whether it's Atreus or, you know. Or S- Ingrid. Ingrid. Or S- Ingrid S- was awesome. Sindri yeah. or Freya or whatever, like not only were those uh, more useful in yeah. this game than they were in the first game, but what I really liked, and I've talked about this before with both of you, is that like when you use Atreus as, a uh, not first person, but when you're playing as Atreus and you're using those abilities, as you're doing the skill tree, you're like, oh, I know what he can do, so yeah, let yeah. me like buff this thing because mm-hmm. I found it more useful. And yeah. then even if it's like kind of in the background, you see Atreus doing the ability that yeah, you mm-hmm. you used yourself or that totally. you unlocked.
1: Yeah. Great. I thought it was super helpful. It's something I was expecting, and it didn't end up happening. And I think because of how this game is so like cinematically told, it wouldn't have worked. So I get it. But I was expecting, um, you guys ever play or see gameplay of Grand, Grand Theft Auto Five? Yeah. Uh, you know how yeah. you can switch from characters in yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. I thought that we would eventually unlock the ability to at will go between oh, Atreus and Kratos. I get because they like their transitions, you mm-hmm. couldn't do that. I think from a ge- purely
2: gameplay wise, I would have enjoyed that more. Well, I do think this is something that you're touching on that is, and maybe this is sort of kind of what you were saying too about how this game worries you for the future of video games a bit. Is yeah, that this game? for probably about the first 50 percent of it is really rigid Mm. you know um one thing i really i i it was better than the first game but i really hated all the like (laughs) we have to get to asgard to save atreus or you know we could explore for a bit it's just Mm. like oh man i'm not this is like i really had to force myself to grind and be like i'm gonna okay i'm gonna stop the story for a bit and i'm gonna do side quests and also in the first 50% where it feels like the stakes are a little lower and it was more like mm-hmm. I want to explore and like just take a little bit time of time off, it was much more rigid and like you can only go to one realm or you yeah. can only go to this realm right now or this one is locked or whatever. And that I, I thought – and again, I think it just is because this game is so narrative focused like you were saying and they have those switches perfectly built in and they want you to be in this realm at this time and whatever – it just defeats the purpose a little bit of having exploration elements yeah you kind of have to i think again horizon forbidden west i think just threads that line perfectly mm-hmm. um but again that's much more of an open world game and i think this game has like just sort of borrows from open worlds yeah this
0: this game is this is much it's a very linear game i totally, don't think anyone yeah. can deny that and i and as someone who really likes a bit more focus in this and is also someone who is able to be like, this is a game, so I'm going to do a side quest kind of yeah. thing. I have a much easier time with that. That's why this like really worked for me. And the side quests were, this is kind of narrative, but the side quests were way more engaging in this game. Definitely like some, better ones. They were so fun and I always had like a great time playing them. I think the only thing, and this feels like gameplay to me, which is why I saved it for here, that I like if I had any note about this game, it's that The stuff, though, like walk and talk kind of stuff, where it's that's happening between either either um, on land or what really bugged me was on a boat. There was some really interesting, interesting dialogue. Right. But but the distance that you needed to travel to get yeah. to the next point, for the most part, was pretty short. So it would always yeah. be like, you're right in the middle and I would like get close to something. Oh, we'll save that for later. I, I would talk. stop. Yeah. I would literally stop and let them
2: play out their conversation. And that, yeah. that was sort of what I was saying too about the fact that Atreus and Kratos reveal the secret that they each yeah. know about the prophecy in a walk and talk. This is a broader thing. I am ready to... This is my thing about how all... Oh, like a horns and cars should be taken out it's like a uh, hot unpopular whatever i'm just like no more walk and talk i hate it in games mm. it's like i just think it's like if you're gonna do that it has to be all completely superfluous fun dialogue i don't put story beats in it it's yeah. like i'm playing the game now you know i, yeah. I kind of
0: like that because i think one of my big complaints <laughs> or why i'm this game scares me a little bit is like it's like the, if everything cannot be a cutscene, you know what I mean, yeah. and so having having the walk and talk and having important stuff be in there is like really important to me. There's that mission in Red Dead Two where you're walking, or is it Red Dead Two uh, where you're walking up context. the mountain with um, fuck, I can't think of it now. Mm. But there's a really cool something similar in Red Dead Two where it's a side mission and you spend a lot of time walking up and you're collecting the flowers. For, you know what I'm talking about? It's with
1: with one of the Native American. Yes, uh, and and
0: Arthur talks about
1: his life for his former lover.
0: And that was really cool. And so I really like that usually, but it really just bugged me a bit in this that I had to stop the boat from moving in order to continue it. And it's like, it's hard to do that, I get, because every time you land somewhere, you get something else. But To me,
2: it's just a weird way to try to interweave narrative with gameplay. It's like not quite it, you know, for Mm -hmm. me. And I feel like it's fun flavor, but it's never like where I want important information to be happening. I
1: agree with everything. Only thing I'll say in its small defense is I thought it was so cool. (laughs) Just how far we've come with video games, that they really seamlessly will be able to stop the
2: conversation yeah. and pick it up. The technology is incredible. Yeah. Te- and I was always
1: blown away when I'd stop, and they would have like a pretty reasonable response. Kratos would be, you know, I, I might have wanted to hear it, but <laughs> yeah. he would always have like a re, it wasn't just like enough. Or whatever. It, yeah. it would always be like, hold on to that or we'll come back to it. And just amazing that the game is able to know when and to stop And when you it. come back in,
0: there it was picks, a different thing.
1: Yeah. It yeah. wasn't just it like doesn't sound rigid or in
0: past games and in- I don't even know if there's a technology thing or just to their, their point. When you come back in, it's like, it's not just literally where they left off. It's like, yeah. it's like back to what I was saying. It's like, no, here's another like little kind of line, right. like Kind mm-hmm. of leading into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it feels like a solution to a problem and I understand why they did it this way, but yeah. it was just as someone who was like really invested in some of those like side conversations, especially with, um, Mamir, uh, and, and mm-hmm. all the stuff he was saying, it was, uh, giving a lot of lore dumping. It yeah. was like, uh, It was sad when it got cut off, so it eventually had to, like, kind of stop. And maybe I just should have moved slower, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, The the one
2: thing about side quests that I will say is that I... uh, If they do another game after this, enough of these ghosts. I hate the ghosts.
0: Oh, the ghosts was the one...
2: (sighs) They just feel so non-diegetic to me that it's just, like, (sighs) traveler. (laughs) Like, you know, it's so, like, waypoint quest line, Mm. which is... Out is fine in a lot of video games, but in God of War, which is endeavoring to be so cinematic, it just feels like it grinds against the immersion. It feels so like I don't know. It just, it just to me, it feels like that's a cheap way to fill out the side quests. Well,
0: that was something that I really liked about the gameplay of this game was that like there was, there was the side quest that felt really big. And for me, I like the kind of dumb puzzle, like whatever stuff. And so like one of my favorite things was that little like, lizard thing that you had to find a way to hit, hit from behind oh yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, those um, and those like were dumb and like felt the, like, the so content of the was way. fine it's just
2: like the way in which we get into the content is weird sometimes I, and
0: the last thing i'll say about gameplay is i really like the puzzles quite a bit of this yeah. game uh being very easy kind of for, and they were very simple they, mm-hmm. but they were fun and they always had some sort of environmental thing that i really liked and those fucking hints are unconscionable The
2: way that Atreus and Mimir, they don't fucking shut up. Uh, I look at a fucking. I I look at one. I'm like, I'm. I can't. I have been like at this puzzle for 15 seconds. Yeah, and they're like, you need to hit that (laughs) platform with your axe. I'm like, yeah. Cool, I would have probably gotten there in maybe 10 more seconds, but right. thanks for making sure there's not a second where I have there, to think for myself. I, I, there was I, I,
0: one... I, I've, I've seen that before, but I personally, I didn't have that
2: problem. It, it I was a little quick for me. There I wish there was much... a way to toggle it because, again, it's like accessibility. I want someone who maybe this is their first big game like this to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I just I went into the settings. I was like, there must be a way to turn this off, and there wasn't. And was like, mm. there, was, there was one in uh, the Elf world
1: that uh, it was the one where you had to like move the statue around a few times to get the right angle on your like reflection. Oh reflex. yeah. And I, I didn't remember what it was but I couldn't <laughs> i couldn't figure out which configuration it needed and I remember like waiting and I'm like all right any day now Mamir is going to let me know what to do and then, like it never came <laughs> yeah. and I eventually Got it, but I was like, God, the one time I need your assistance, and you, won't, <laughs> you have nothing to
2: say for me. Well, oh. The thing is, like, why don't I think just every game, if you're gonna have hints, there should just be a hint button, you know? Yeah. Like, just because I again, it's like for me, I never feel stupider than when they're like, they just tell me yeah. it's like, okay, game, like, sorry, you know. The, but
0: the, the one time, mentioned, I really love, the jellyfish thing. Oh, in, oh yeah, I, I that love was fun. the jelly. Oh, did you I do the second like, one? Nah, I did, I did do first. the
2: second one. I had a really this was so interesting. Is so went to that's alfheim right yeah went to alfheim with atreus he heard the monster the jellyfish Mm -hmm. by the time i came i had time to come back to do that atreus had gone to asgard and i got a really interesting dialogue tree where i did that first one with freya oh and we freed it and mimir said it's a shame you didn't want to do this with atreus who loves animals and and kratos went that then he'll learn next time not to run away from home wow and then i came back and did the second one and mimir was filling atreus in on oh, the first wow. one and then he was like thanks for doing this one with me really
0: amazing oh, i just got chills I, I know it was I, really cool. super cool because I, I did them both with atreus and yep. that that dialogue was so beautiful and mm. finding that stuff it's cr- oh, the thing is they, they great they have great side quest yeah. material like i love that one that's why i hate
2: the ghosts because i'm like this feels like not on par with any of the other side quests. You know, they just feel like I was a treasure hunter and I died. Yeah. There's a treasure over there. (laughs) And I'm like, cool. (laughs) You know, it's a great story. not going to do that, but (laughs) you know, like the, um, the turtle thing was really cool. And, um, you know, they, they have good stuff. It just disappoints disappoints me when some feel weaker. But
0: anyway, anyways, uh, I think that wraps up. Let's just take another quick break. We'll come back and give our final ratings and stuff. Great. Okay, we're back um, we're just quick little ratings wrap up and if you had any changes if you guys wanted to bump up your ratings <laughs> all, feel free Noah, I'm good. Um, yeah so yeah again I'll re- reiterate what I said and give a little explanation for the second part of what I was saying which is that this is a five light game for me I think it's basically perfect or as perfect as any yeah. sort of like art can be um, it may be my favorite game I've ever played or at least in the top five <laughs> for it sure just as hard but But it makes me really nervous. Yeah. Because this is the kind of thing that I really like. But if we have all god of wars and last of us and whatever we're gonna lose choice and we've talked about we talked about this on tunic a lot i've been really really into the idea of having choice and agency and why that makes most video games good is because you have that and this is not a game that really has that Mm -hmm. everything is sort of predetermined for you a lot of the time contrary to the theme of this game right you
2: are very much locked in And, and
0: and it happened to perfectly aligned with what i want anyways so it ended up working for me yep. but i understand why it might not work for someone and i really hope that like these big AAA giant you know whatever's are not the only thing that's being made and it feels like that's kind of happening yeah. and i and it's sad because i love that video games finally have people that care about the writing and mm-hmm. the narrative and like that's what makes them great but let's not forget that there's still video games it's sad that it it feels like you have to go to like indie titles
2: to get like arcade style fun or like you know Mm -hmm. when they do burst through it's something like Hades you know it's like this rare exception where it's like oh it's like a fun
0: video game but it still has a great story you know yeah it's like oh this feels like such a classic like this is a video game like Hades is like like Hades is great but it feels like a lot of other things minus the narrative. And so it's like weird that it's getting clumped into this oddball when in fact like it is excellent. And it's an oddball in the sense that it's like virtually perfect, but like, it, that shouldn't be the case right yeah. like Neil Druckmann love that fucker from Naughty Dog but like let's 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 do some other stuff too let's get some other AAA yeah. even some like video games craving, oops all movies like, <laughs> even craving something like I'm thinking like even like a Halo which feels so funny which is mm-hmm. like yeah. that, that is a really great story too but it has a gameplay gameplay so anyways so all that to being said like this game scares the shit out of me how much I loved it but I did think it was perfect yeah. and so uh, sticking with my, my five lads lovely well.
1: Great, yep. Sticking with my 4.5 out of 5 lads, um, fantastic game, totally bought into this series, totally bought into Kratos. Kratos easily was my favorite part of this game. I should say Kratos and Atreus and their collective story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think that ever so slightly bloated at times, uh, maybe didn't fully stick the landing by not going in deep on the threat of the, the prophecy, at least for my taste. Um, But it did so much right and it was clearly like such a triumph of development Mm -hmm. uh, that it's easily hand-waved for the most part. yeah, I mean, I'll keep this short. It, it is a 4.5 out of 5. And I, I'm so freaking happy that I can be a part of yeah. the God of War fandom. Yeah. Because um, it was not fun being on the
0: outside <laughs> yeah. looking in. Uh, Contrary yeah, to that, what we, it usually sounds like we love being on the outside, it's not fun. We're not scared. Fun. Do, it feels warm over here.
2: <laughs> I, I disagree. <laughs> I like to believe me out in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, sorry. Are uh, you done? Yeah. Uh, Kratos is a good boy. <laughs> Finally.
0: Yeah. He made it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: great um job. Yeah, I'll just uh close it out here. Um this is a great game. You know, again, I I said this at the top too. I just can't deny that I was it, this it got me, you know, like it it warmed its way into my, my cold broken heart. And <laughs> you know, and I and I appreciate that this game is going for something that is really like you know, they're really trying to just tell like an emotional, thoughtful story about a father and son. And I just think that's nice. You know, it's like even in something in games that I love, like the Red Dead Redemption games are more a better comparison would be like Horizon, which those stories are much grander in scale. They're not as intimate of a story um, are great. You know, I really appreciate that we can have a triple A game. I mean, I think that it's kind of like The Last of Us, you know, where it's like be yeah. those stories are really intimate and small. And I'm just always up for it. I, it. It is interesting to echo what you're saying, Robert. It's like, I feel like I've got like one triple A game in me every like four months these days. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I just, I like can't play these games back to back. I find myself increasingly pivoting towards like, I just want to play like. You know, it was like how I discovered like Celeste and everything. It's like, I just want to play a little jumpy guy, you know, yeah. whatever. Like I want to do something smaller. Um, but yeah, you know, besides pontificating on broader video game trends, this game is great. I've got some issues with the story. I've got some issues with the gameplay. But I can't deny that this one has a real soul to it and a real, you know, a real voice. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I, I will stick right where I am and back where I belong, baby, on the low side of the scale at <laughs> four out of five lads. Um, but still, uh, a great season. Great. Yeah, I, great fe- I mean, I, well, I'm having a great season. I know we've had some problems. Like, <laughs> I, I I overall, I, I'm enjoying this season. I, I haven't been yeah. below uh three point, I think I gave RuneScape a 3.5. Yeah. Yeah, you can still change that if you want no that's okay I, <laughs> I haven't been below i mean but that's crazy i haven't had a dudge yet although oh,
0: there's one by, by the time <laughs> by the time this episode comes out you know you know. by the time right. this episode comes out uh we will have not announced our next game yet yeah. there may be some trouble there's there's oh, a big man. dud coming but it's
2: but I, it's every. I think everybody's on the same. Page. I can't wait
1: for that podcast because it's going to be like that scene in Office Space where we, they all beat up the printer. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that totally. podcast. Just wait, dear fans. It's
2: going to be a good time. Unless to, you disagree with us, then you're going to hate that one. Look at what's l- coming up in this in the season too, because I feel well, like we don't know right well when, this, once, once the, the silhouettes are revealed. yeah once we consult the once oracle. the oracle reveals it but um because we're kind of coming up i feel like i'm r- riding a real high train where like my overall average rating at the end of the season is going to be like a 4.5 or something
0: I, I, there's there's only that, how I think many games do we have left we have one two three four five oh, we're, we're still about high. halfway okay uh, I mean, one of them will be a a five lot across I think the
2: board. The there's only, a couple I that think are the, like
0: I can't imagine
2: hating this beyond the all only belief, one that know? is like
0: on the fence is, I wish I'm going to believe you gotta believe yeah, yeah. I gotta believe that but that's the only one that I feel like could be good or could be bad like it looks yeah. good, but it's just unknown every other game yeah. is gonna be a banger yeah look at these silhouettes again
1: yeah and I can't wait to play mm. sure.
0: oh you know what there's one our, our potential retro oh that one is very fun
2: we'll, we'll see what was,
0: what were you um the top top left oh well, hell yeah understand. i'm looking for, i, I, I
2: think that i'm looking forward to appreciate appreciate. it but i could you know it, we i don't know anything about it so yeah. it's like it's it's a toss-up in yeah. terms of like who knows i think it'll like be enjoyable not. whether
1: i hate it or love it it'll be just fun to great do. appreciation
2: yeah i'll well, be curious to see when we get to you know leap those two and <laughs> I'll be I'll be a cure. I'm I don't think I will not I don't think I'll dislike them. But oh the cured. two the the, the double two.
0: oh I, I will I'll kill no, you. No
2: I i don't want to <laughs> believe me I'm you. not
0: I'll kill I'll kill you too Oh <laughs> <I'll kill, laughs> what did I do if you don't like <laughs> those <laughs> okay. games. I'll anyway, kill all of you. <laughs> lots of great stuff coming. Uh happy new year. This happy week, New this Year will, this will be coming out before New Year. I'm I'm but with, you know this, it'll be exciting. It'll yeah. be exciting. Uh, great time. We'll have some more stuff coming in the new year. We'll have a, a sort of like re- end of year wrap up podcast episode coming your way soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but check out our Instagram. Please. Yes. Check out all our social Check out stuff. my Instagram. Check out Jack's um, personal great Instagram. Great stuff going
2: on over there. <laughs> Lots of pictures of nothing on my Instagram story. Yeah, check out my Instagram. Check out my Twitter. I don't tweet anymore because of the view thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like this? You don't like this joke? No. What do you want to <laughs> plug Rob? What do I want to put you know, on letter your, your letterbox?
0: <laughs> my letterbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check out my letterbox. Okay, cool.
1: Thanks for listening to the Lads Who Game podcast. Be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're looking for more Lads content, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lads Who Game, and head to our website LadsWhoGame.com, for write-ups, ratings, and guest essays. You can also check us out on our Twitch channel to watch us stream our current game, Fortnite, RuneScape,
0: and more. I do not need a snack.